Thanks for listening to the Thoughts on the Adventist Message podcast. My hope is that all who hear this podcast will reconsider their understanding of what it means to preach the three angels' messages to the world. I'm certain I haven't figured it all out, but I hope that these episodes spark conversations that can bring us to realize God's full desire for the Seventh-day Adventist Church. So we've looked at the kind of worship that Satan accepts. In this episode, we'll look at the kind of worship that God accepts. The Bible reveals that the worship that God accepts is fundamentally different from the kind of worship that Satan seeks and accepts. Worship, as I mentioned before, is explicitly an external concept. It's something we do. It's something we say, whether it's provide, giving an offering or it's saying something or it's bowing down. That's something that's external. But as we see in the examples of Satan's worship, those can be completely external. They can be external without any connection to an internal reality. I don't have to really believe that this being is worthy of worship, even though I'm doing something that communicates that I believe that. Satan is content to receive such worship and even seeks that kind of worship. In stark contrast, God refuses to accept worship that is merely external. Jesus quoting Isaiah in Matthew 15 verse 8 says, These people draw near to me with their mouth, that's an external thing, saying something of worship, and honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Externally, they're doing things that are acts of worship. Externally, they're saying things that are acts of worship, but internally, their heart is far from me. And verse 9, here's the conclusion, in vain they worship me. Notice they are worshiping him. They are doing things that communicate a belief that he is divine. But Jesus saying, quoting from Isaiah, that this is done in vain. This kind of worship is not accepted by the God of heaven, nor will it ever be. God is not content with people who are able to just do externally the things that are commanded by him in worship with those not having any connection to a reality internally, a heart conviction. Listen to what God says about such external worship in Isaiah chapter 1. In Isaiah chapter 1, this is reading from verse 11. To what purpose is the multitude of your sacrifices to me? Sacrifices have always been seen in the Bible as expressions of worship to the God of heaven. But he says, to what purpose is the multitude of your sacrifices to me, says the Lord? I have had enough of burnt offerings of rams and the fat of fed cattle. I do not delight in the blood of bulls or of lambs or goats. When you come to appear before me, who has required this from your hand? Well, of course, God required those from their hand. Leviticus explicitly states the kind of offerings and sacrifices that they were supposed to bring. But God says, this is not what I want. Verse 13, he says, bring no more futile sacrifices to me. Incense, which he commanded, is an abomination to me. Why is it that these external things that God commanded that they rightfully, seemingly rightfully thought were what God wanted? Why were they an abomination to God? Continuing down to verse 14, your new moons and your appointed feasts, which he commanded them to celebrate, my soul hates. They are a trouble to me. I am weary of bearing them. When you spread out your hands, that's spreading out your hands in prayer, I will hide my eyes from you. Even though you make many prayers, even prayer, God says, I will not hear. But here's the reason. 
because in the end of verse 15, your hands are full of blood. Yet internally, you're, you're, you're evil. Internally, you're wicked. Internally, your hands are full of blood, but you're doing the external things that seem like worship of the God of heaven. And these are abominable in the sight of God. I don't think there's any way to get this wrong. Even for us today, we may be worshiping God on the right day of the week. We may be abstaining from 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 work as God has commanded us on the right day. We may be in church singing and, and giving the, 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 the best songs of praise to God. We may be singing things that we think are the most important, sorry, the most appropriate forms of worship for the true God. But God says, I believe to us, as he said to the, the, the Israelites in Isaiah's day, these things are abominable if they are not connected to a heart experience. God is not like Satan. God does not accept worship that is not connected to an internal reality. And not only does he not accept it, he despises such worship. Hear what he says in the book of Amos. In Amos chapter 5, verse 21, God says, I hate, I despise your feast days. And I do not savor your sacred assemblies, though you offer me burnt offerings and your grain offerings. I will not accept them, nor will I regard your fattened peace offerings. Take away from me the noise of your songs, for I will not hear the melody of your stringed instruments. Then he goes further to say why. But let justice run down like water and righteousness like a mighty stream. Internally, they were not just. Internally, they did not have righteousness. Internally, they were not in harmony with the heart of God, the God who delights in justice and mercy and righteousness and truth. Internally, they were not in harmony with him, but externally, they are going through the motions of these acts of worship. And God's response is, I hate them. This will be God speaking to me. Who, who many a time have gone through the motions of worship, have gone through the motions of doing the things that are, are, are prescribed by God for his followers, for his people, doing and following his commandments externally, but them not being a genuine expression of what's going on in my heart. I, I've been to church an innumerable amount of Sabbaths. I've, I've been present and, and been a part of the worship service. I, I play the piano or I, I contribute in other ways. But are these things a genuine expression of my gratitude to God for his goodness? Are they an expression of my love to him for what he's done for me? Or am I just doing these things because I did it last week? Or am I doing these things because I believe this is what God wants? And if I don't do this, then I'll feel bad because I didn't make it to church this week or I, I didn't fulfill my quota this week. And so God is not going to be happy with me. These are the kinds of attitudes that God says, I hate, I despise. Take away from me the noise of your songs that are not tied to an internal experience. By contrast, let's take a look at an example of the kind of worship that God does accept. In Luke chapter 7, the Bible records the story of Mary, a woman in the city who was a sinner. It says she comes to Jesus where he's sitting in the house of a Pharisee, sitting at the table. And in Luke chapter 7, Verse 38 says that she stood at his feet behind him, crying, weeping. 
She began to wash his feet with her tears and wipe them with the hair of her head. And she kissed his feet and anointed them with the fragrant oil. All of these are external acts. All of these are things done, particularly the kissing of the feet, are something you would do as an expression of adoration or expression of reverence for a deity. These, by definition, are acts of worship. But it's not just because she's crying, it's not just because she's wiping his feet, not just because she's kissing his feet, it's not just because she's anointing him with this fragrant oil. That's not why Jesus accepts this worship. The Pharisee, Simon, he says, if this man were a prophet, he would know who and what manner of woman this is that's touching him, for she is a sinner. But then Jesus rebukes him and tells the story in verse 41. There was a certain creditor who had two debtors. One owed 500 denarii and the other 50. When they had nothing to pay, he freely forgave them both. Tell me, therefore, which of them will love him more? Notice here, Jesus is saying, because of the goodness, because of the kindness, the compassion of the creditor, there is a response in the debtor. And that response here is an internal thing. Love is an internal thing. It's not something of itself that you, can be, that you see externally. Jesus is saying that as a result, therefore, which of them will love him more? Simon, of course, says the obvious that the one who he forgave more would love him more. Then Jesus explains, you see this woman in verse 44. I entered your house, Simon. You gave me no water for my feet. That's an external thing. But she washed my feet with her tears, external thing. Wiped them with the hair of her head, an external thing. She, you gave me no kiss, an external thing. But this woman has not ceased to kiss my feet since the time I came in. You did not anoint my head with oil, but this woman has anointed my feet with fragrant oil. All of these things Jesus lists, both what Simon did not do as well as what Mary did, are external things, are actions, things that you can see. But Jesus is not just commending Mary because she did these external things. He says in verse 47, therefore I say to you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven. Why? For she loved much. Jesus proves the fact that she loved much, this internal reality, by pointing to her external acts. And it is because these external acts are tethered to this internal reality that Jesus says her worship is accepted. It is because her worship is a genuine response, sorry, a genuine expression of a response to the character of Jesus that her worship is is accepted. We bring this back to Revelation, bring this back to our context. The kind of worship that God accepts in, in its distinct contrast from the kind of worship that Satan accepts is only worship that is a expression of a genuine response to the character of God. Somehow God reveals himself to us by by doing something for us, by by forgiving us, as the case with Mary, by his grace that he shows us, that, by this power he gives us to overcome. God reveals his character to us. And then internally recognizing that we respond to that and that changes something on us inside. It was it, it causes us to, us to have gratitude to him inside. It causes us to have love for him internally. And then and only then. When we express that gratitude, when we express that love, when we express the resulting adoration externally in acts of worship, then and only then is our worship acceptable before God. 
And so we see here that this is the kind of worship that God accepts that is entirely different from the kind of worship that Satan accepts.